Good morning and welcome to the Product of IT Cybersecurity Daily number 234. It is Monday, October 26, 2020. I'm your host, Scott Gumbar, and the National Cybersecurity Guard. This podcast is brought to you by Nuage Tech, a client-focused and security-minded IT consultant based in Central Connecticut. You can visit us at nuagetech.com. That's N-W-A-J-Tech.com. Good morning. Happy Monday. Welcome to the final week of Cybersecurity Awareness Month. Um, wherever you're listening to this, if you could like, share, comment, or review, that would be great. We would greatly appreciate it. And if you do that, then next week we will not share Cybersecurity Awareness Month stuff. And if you're in a HIPAA compliant business, you can go to Facebook and or LinkedIn and join the group Get HIPAA Compliance. That's Get HIPAA Compliance, where you will learn all kinds of HIPAA stuff, including a strange month for HIPAA breach reports in September. If you missed that on Friday, go check that out. Um, because it is Cybersecurity Awareness Month, we've been sharing a tip every day, Monday to Friday. And then if you want the weekend tips, you'll have to go to our social media at Nuage Tech, N-W-A-J Tech. Today's tip, tip number 26, have a disaster recovery plan in place. It would just seem to make sense, but cannot tell you. More often than not, it is not there. It's not in place. So have a disaster recovery plan in place. What happens if disaster strikes? All right, first up in the news, bleep a computer, HPE fixes maximum severity remote authentication bypass bug in SSMC console. Hewlett Packard Enterprises, also known as HPE, has fixed a maximum severity remote authentication bypass vulnerability affecting the company's HPE storage serve management console data center storage management solution. HPE SSMC is a management and reporting console for HPE Primera or Primera data storage for mission-critical apps and HPE three-par store serve systems, AI-powered storage cloud service providers, data center arrays. SSMC is an off-node multi-array manager web application and remains isolated from data on the managed arrays according to HPE's advisory. The patched remote authentication bypass vulnerability is tracked to CVE 2020-7197 and it affects HPE three-par store serve Management and core software media prior to 3.7.0.0. CVE 2020-7197 was rated by HPE as a maximum severity 10 out of 10 vulnerability that allows threat actors with no privilege to exploit it as part of a low-complexity attacks that don't require user authentication. To mitigate the flaw, HPE recommends upgrading HPE 3PAR store serve management console SSMC to 3.7.1.1 or later. You can download that update for free from the HPE My License portal. You'll obviously have to log in and download it. Um, so 65 critical remote code execution bugs also fixed in HPE IMC. So if you are using HPE in your environment, you should apply the updates that are available, one of those being maximum security vulnerability. Also on Bleepy Computer, Emotet Malware now wants you to upgrade Microsoft Word. Emotet switched to a new template this week that pretends to be Microsoft Office message stating that Microsoft Word needs to be updated to add new features. Emotet is a malware infection that spreads through, the m through emails containing 
mic uh, containing Word documents with malicious macros. When opening these documents, their contents will try to trick the user into enabling macros so that Emotet malware will be downloaded and installed on the computer. Once the malware is installed, Emotet will use the computer to send spam emails and ultimately install other malware that could lead to ransomware attacks. So we've gone over Emotet multiple times. And then it installs TrickBot or QBot, and then it installs ransomware, usually Ryuk or Conti. And the way it gets you to do that is by a lot of times you get an email. The email will have some type of document to download or some type of link to click, and a lot of times they'll have some kind of overlay that'll get you to click on something like update word or something like that and so that is the message in this one where it says upgrade words so email test spam campaigns use a variety of lures to trick recipients into opening an attachment such as pretending to be invoices shipping documents resumes or purchase orders or even COVID-19 information Attached to these spam emails are malicious word dot doc attachments or links to download one when opened these attachments will prompt user to enable content so the malicious macros will run to install the Emotet malware on a victim's computer. To trick users into enabling the macros, Emotet uses various designs or document and templates that display a warning to the user. Emotet switched to a new template this week that pretends to be a Microsoft Office message stating that Microsoft Word needs to be updated to add new feature. So where you would normally click, um, where you would normally see enable content there's also a warning that says upgrade your edition of Microsoft Word and it says please please click enable editing and then click enable content by enabling that content you're enabling Emotet to do what it wants to do at that point so if you get that message don't do it um, simply if if you need to know whether or not first of all Microsoft Office will usually tell you it needs to update on its own but if you're not sure you just just go to the help menu on your Microsoft Office and it'll tell you check for updates and it'll tell you whether or not you need to update. Bleep the computer YouTube-DL which is short for download removed from GitHub after RIAA DMCA notice according Industry of Association of America which is RIAA has taken down YouTube.DL's GitHub repositories are using a DMCA takedown notice. YouTube DL is an extremely popular command line program used to download multimedia content from YouTube.com and other sites. The project used GitHub repositories to host the program's source code and compiled executables that could be downloaded by users. Over the weekend, RIAA took down the YouTube DL GitHub repositories by filing a DMCA, which is short for Digital Millennium Copyright Act, infringement notice with GitHub. Now, when users attempt to download the program or visit the repository, they were greeted with the following message. Repository unavailable due to DMCA takedown. This repository is currently disabled due to a DMCA takedown. Notice we have disabled public access to the repository. The notice has been publicly posted. Right, so the reason I share this, because um, we're all familiar with DMCA, this has been an issue going on for a long, long time, um, where the Recording Industry Association of America does not like the illegal downloads of music. You know, I've used similar applications similar to YouTube DL, but not for that purpose. I've downloaded my own stuff to have an MP3 version of it. Um, I think the problem, the bigger problem here is that this has been an ongoing war now for, I don't know, 
well over 20 years now, probably close to 30 years, and you're not going to stop the, the music downloads. What you need to do is, is adapt. And so they've done that a little bit, but I think they need to do more rather than keep keep this fight going. Um, but if you're using YouTube DL, it is not available supposedly now. Um, I'm sure there are other places you can get it, but it, you know, take that for what it's worth. And I'm not encouraging copyright infringement by any stretch here. I'm just saying that it's you're not going to be able to control it. It's you know, it's there are other crimes that we just can't stop. So instead of trying to stop it, marijuana sales, we can't stop it. So legalize it and move on. Right? It's the same idea. Bleepy computer wasted locker ransomware hits Boyne Resort ski resort operator US based ski and golf resort operator Boyne Resorts has that's B O Y N E has suffered a cyber attack by wasted locker operation that has impacted company-wide reservation systems. Boyne Resorts owns and operates 11 properties located in U.S. and Canada and has 11,000 employees. Many of these properties are situated on well-known ski mountains, including Big Sky, Montana, Sugarloaf, Maine, and Brighton, Utah. Today, Bleepy Computer received an anonymous tip from an alleged Boyne Resorts employee who stated that the company suffered an undisclosed ransomware attack last weekend. We were told that the attack affected their corporate offices and then spread to IT systems of the resorts they operate, forcing them to shut down portions of their network to prevent the ransomware spread. Bleepy Computer has been has since confirmed with a second source that Point Resorts was attacked using the Wasted Locker ransomware, the same one used in the attack on Garmin in July. Due to this attack, it is not possible to book lodging at the resort as the company-wide reservation systems are impacted by the attack, including the online reservation systems at each hotel's website. Bleepy Computer was told that the reservation systems were expected to be down for another couple of days. This attack comes at a bad time for Boeing as people begin to plan potential ski trips for the winter. As part of this attack, we were told the encrypted files were renamed so that the .easy to lock extension was appended to each file's name. Bleepy Computer has been able to find a sample of the Wasted Locker ransomware uploaded to VirusTotal on October 14th that utilizes Easy to Lock extension. Due to its earlier date, we do not believe this is the exact sample used in the attack on Boeing's resorts. So, if you were trying to go to Boeing's resort or trying to book something for Boeing's resort, you might not be able to do it for at least a few more days. And if you have used their booking systems in the past, there's a chance that your information has been exfiltrated or will be or has been exfiltrated. So we'll wait an update as more information becomes available. Also on Bleep the Computer, Microsoft adds protection for critical accounts in Office 365. Microsoft is working on improving Microsoft Defender for Office 365, the priority protection features for accounts of high profile employees like executive level managers that threat actors target most often. Microsoft Defender for 365, formerly known as Office 365 Advanced Threat Protection, provides Office 365 Enterprises accounts with email that threat protection from advanced threats including credential phishing and business email compromise, automatically mediating detected attacks. The feature is currently in public preview and Microsoft plans to make it generally available to all customers with Microsoft Defender Advanced Threat Protection in November. Customers that will get access next month included include are required to have 
Defender for Office 365 Plan 2 subscriptions, including those with Office 365 E5, Microsoft 365 E5, Microsoft 365 E5 security. Over the past few years, attackers have increasingly moved from targeting infrastructure or devices to targeting users, Microsoft says in a roadmap entry detailing the new features. As a result, organizations need protection for all users, but even more protection for their most visible and targeted employees. Once available, the new feature known as Priority Account Protection would allow an organization's security team to provide critical accounts with custom-tailored protection measures to prevent targeted attacks that could lead to security breaches. So that's a, a step forward for Microsoft, I think. Um, but I also think, you know, how, I, I don't know. I don't think it's always C-level execs. I think it's sometimes it's, you know, the C-level exec administrator, um, someone that works for that person or someone that, you know, the gatekeeper or something like that a lot of times is, is the target. Uh, Bleep a computer, new rat malware gets commands via Discord, has ransomware feature. The new Abaddon, A-B-A-D-D-O-N, remote access Trojan may be the first to use Discord as a full-fledged command and control server that instructs the malware on what tasks to perform on an affected PC. Even worse, a ransomware feature is being developed for the malware. Threat actors abusing Discord from malicious activity is nothing new. In the past, we have reported on how threat actors use Discord as a stolen data drop or have created malware that modifies the Discord client to have it steal credentials and other information. A new Abaddon Remote Access Trojan, RAT for short, discovered by Malware Hunter team, though, could be the first malware that uses Discord as a full-fledged command and control server. A command and control server, C2 for short, is a remote host that malware receives commands to execute on an infected computer. When started, a badden will automatically steal the following data from an infected PC. Chrome cookies, saved credit cards, and credentials. This is why you don't save your passwords in Chrome. And this is why you clear out your data after a while and you don't save your credit cards in Chrome. Steam credentials and list of installed games, Discord tokens and MFA information, file listings, system information such as country, IP address, and hardware information. Abaddon will then connect to the Discord command and control server to check for new commands to execute. As and then there's a screenshot here. These commands will tell the malware to perform one of the following tasks. Steal a file or entire directories from the computer, get a list of drives, open a reverse shell that allows the attacker to execute commands on the infected PC, launch in-development ransomware, send back any collected information, and clear the existing collection of data. So, um, if you're using Discord, and I know a lot of you are, you need to be careful. Make sure that uh, you have malware running, a good malware protection, not malware running, malware protection running, a good solid one, not a free AVG or a VAST, get something next level. Protect your computer, and if you're downloading things, download them from legitimate sources. So if you're going to use Discord, download it from the legitimate source. The Evening Sun from Chenango County, which is in upstate New York, I believe. Uh, reports that cyber attack leaves half of Chenango County's computers held by ransomware. This was on October 23rd, so this is a couple of days ago. Chenango, a week ago, a cyber attack left about the half, about half the computers operated by Chenango 
County held ransom by hackers who are demanding officials pay them 90000 to release the files. Over the weekend, we were hit with a ransomware. We are not paying the ransom, Chenanengo County Director of Information Technology, Herman Erickson, said. The Board of Elections warned people Thursday that any absentee ballot application sent by email since October 15th may not be processed due to the cyber attack. There has been an incident in Chenanengo County affecting county systems including the Board of Elections. The Board has redundancies in place that will allow the secure and effective administration of the general election, said the Board of Elections in their statement. However, anyone who has submitted an absentee ballot application by email or fax since Thursday, October 15th, should contact the Chenango County Board of Elections immediately at 607-337-1764 to verify the receipt of the application. The only hiccup is the email. We've had excellent support from state. Okay, maybe I should reread that. The only hiccup is the email. We've had excellent support from the state. It's not really written too well. Said Chenango County Republican Commissioner of Elections, Mary Lou A. Monahan. We're doing everything by fax now. It's more paperwork. Officials were informed Sunday, October 18th, that an attack had happened and a number of county employees coming to work on the following Monday found their computers locked. So I don't know <coughs> what the population is in Chenango County, but that is, um, that, that could be, you know, that could be detrimental to election results, and we're going to see another example of that in a moment, and there was one last week in Georgia as well. Phishing groups are collecting user data, email, and banking passwords via fake voter registration forms. This is on ZDNet. With the election window closing, phishing groups are striking the iron while it's hot. Days ahead of the U.S. presidential election, which is now nine days away, or eight days as of as of when you're listening to this, spam groups are hurrying to strike the iron while it's ho still hot and using voter registration-related lures to trick people into accessing fake government sites and give away their personal data, sometimes with group being so bold to ask for banking and email passwords and even auto-registration information. These campaigns have been taking place since September and are still going on today while the lures email subject lines are still relevant. Spotted by email security firms know before in Proofpoint. These campaigns are spoofing the identity of the U.S. Election Assistance Commission, EAC, and the U.S. government agency responsible for managing voter registration guidelines. Subject lines in the email are simple and play on the fear of U.S. citizens that their voter registration requests might have failed. So something I say all the time, fear. Phishing attacks play on fear. Using subject lines like voter registration application details couldn't be confirmed and your county clerk couldn't confirm voter registration, users are lured to web pages posing as government sites and asked to fill a voter registration form again. According to Proofpoint, these sites are fake and are usually hosted on hacked WordPress sites. If users fail to notice the incorrect URL, they will eventually end up providing their personal details to a criminal group. Data usually collected via these forms includes name, date of birth, mail address, email address, social security number, driver's license information. Per no before improve point, the spammers are using a basic template and all the emails usually lure users to a site that looks the same like uh, a very basic form is all, all it looks like and then it'll have the seal of the U.S. government on it. Um, so all that to tell you that if you get an email like that with there now being eight days till the election, uh, you can check your voter registration on your own. You don't need 
an email to do that. And I don't know if it's the same in every state, uh, but in Connecticut, you can check. In Connecticut, it is portaldir.ct.gov slash SOTS slash lookup and the L and the URL, uppercase. I don't know if that'll matter with this URL. Let me check for you. And then it's .aspx. So portaldir.ct.gov slash SOTS slash lookup dot aspx meaning it's created in asp and it will look it will work with lower all lowercase so don't fall for that scam just go directly to that url and find out if you're registered to vote and finally on routers speaking of election exclusive national guard called into thwart cyber attack in louisiana weeks before election Louisiana National Guard was called in to stop a series of cyber attacks aimed at small government offices across the state in recent weeks, according to two people with knowledge of the events, highlighting the cyber threat facing local governments in the run-up to the 2020 U.S. presidential election. The situation in Louisiana follows a similar case in Washington State, according to a cybersecurity consultant familiar with the matter, where hackers infected some government offices with a type of malware known for deploying ransomware, which locks up systems and demands payment to regain access. Senior, senior U.S. security officials have warned since at least 2019 that ransomware poses a risk to the t U.S. election, namely that an attack against certain state government offices around the election could disrupt systems needed to administer aspects of the vote. It is unclear if the hackers sought to target systems tied to the election in Louisiana or if they were simply hoping for a payday, yet the attacks remained or the attacks raised alarms because of the potential harm it could have led to and due to evidence suggesting a sophisticated hacking group was involved. Experts investigating the Louisiana incidents found a tool used by the hackers that was previously linked to a group associated with the North Korean government, according to a person familiar with the investigation. The tool was described to Reuters as a remote access trojan used to infiltrate computer networks, but cybersecurity analysts have examined this rat remote, ac remote access trojan known as Kim Jong-Rat, say some of its code had been published in a computer virus repository where hackers could copy it, making attribution to North Korea less certain. While staff at several government offices in northern Louisiana were successfully compromised as part of the campaign, according to the two people familiar with the incident response, the cyber attack was stopped in its early stages before significant harm was done. Louisiana State, Louisiana National Guard declined to comment on the incident. Spokesman for the Louisiana State Police said they were called to investigate the cyber attacks but declined further comment. The governor's office said that they could not comment on an ongoing investigation. So, looks like Louisiana State government offices were potentially hit with a ransomware attack, and I do recall we talked about that a little bit a few weeks ago, um, and the National Guard was called in to investigate further and stop the attacks, and potentially an attempt to harm the election. This is at, the, at least the third known incident, sounds like maybe the fourth, to attempt to disrupt the U.S. election this year through ransomware attacks and, and malware attacks. So uh, the next eight days are going to be interesting and probably even after that. That is going to do it for today's edition of the Proactive IT Cybersecurity Daily. So until tomorrow, stay healthy, stay safe, and stay secure.